You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. I got one sound bite all right, tell me, to start off bite? season four. Tell me. Fuck 2020. Really? Like the whole thing? You, really? Yes, the whole thing. The whole thing need to be gone. <laughs> Well, though I'm grateful for life and health and strength, I will say that whatever age I was supposed to be turning, December 2020, mm. I'm just going to hold on to it for a whole nother year. Dead How ass. about that? Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. So first and foremost, let's just talk about where we are. Live. Live for season four. We're here in where the, are we? the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mansion. Can you even believe it? Deadass like podcast. my whole entire childhood. Like I'm getting my whole life right here, right now. I know. It's insane. I know. It's, it's very, insane. very nostalgic in it here. It is. You just feel walk good. in. I feel good. Seeing all the memorabilia and yes. the pictures around here. Um, I just can't, I can't even believe it. When I pulled up, I was like, 
when Philadelphia born to be <laughs> on the playground. I'm like, well, since Brooklyn, New York. You know, it makes well, sense, though. It does make sense, but um, it also makes sense that we typically do karaoke. So uh, we decided to begin season four for karaoke. We're going to have a moment of silence for all of the lives lost uh, during the pandemic. Yes. Um, racism and just life in general. So we're going to take this time, have a quick moment of silence. Thank you. So um, that brings me to story time. Ah, story time. We got mad stories. Yes, we got mad stories for quarantine. I want to see what you came up with for story time because, Lord. Um, it's it's funny. I had some I had some funny stories. Mm -hmm. You know, I had some some serious stories, Mm -hmm. and I decided to go with a story that kind of encompasses what's been going on for the entire year. Okay. And it was early, early in the year. Um, the pandemic had really hit hard. Um, there were no sports on TV because everything was just out of the ordinary. We were watching CNN every like every second of the day because we yeah. were trying to figure out what was going to happen with COVID nineteen, and also at the same time, Armand Aubrey had you know his murder case had started to pick up steam, and then it was Breonna Taylor, and then it was George Floyd, mm-hmm. and I remember Jackson came over to me, and he said, um. Like, straight face. He said, Dad, why do they keep killing us? And I looked at him, and I had realized that this was going to be the moment where I have to have the talk with him about being black in America. And I'll never never forget the day because it was two days before my birthday. Mm -hmm. And from now on, I'm always going to remember March 31st, that's the day that I had to tell Jackson what it was like to be black in America. So, I mean, when you think about parenting during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. there were many layers to it. When I really like sit back and look at where we were at the end of March, um, school was no longer in session. We had the coronavirus pandemic. We had the racism pandemic. And so many things going on. So there were many layers to what yes. it meant to be a parent now because yes. a lot of parents who are were either working all the time and away from home, they were now home with their children. Right. Children weren't at school. Right. So going back to your story time, us having to unpack that time with Jackson, how did it affect you as a black man in America? And I ask that because I know how it affected me as your wife, man. me as a black woman, um, me as a mom to three boys, right. you know, three whole boys, which I joke about a lot, but I know how I felt about it. Right. So I could see the hurt in you, not just for Jackson and for our sons, but for yourself, because right. you've experienced many different, you know, times where you yeah. felt like you were tr- tr- treated unjustly, Yes, you know? Well, I mean, for me, it, it was unpacking a lot of things, but also recognizing that we were in a, an uncharted territory when it comes right. to the world. At this point in the year, Jackson had already lost two of the people that he idolized. Kobe Bryant had died, and then weeks later, Pop Smoke had died. Ah, oh, Pop so, Smoke, yes. you know, I, I was already dealing with death with him mm-hmm. because, you know, he was just like, you know, he's just like, yo, like, what is going on? Right. And then Armand Arbery's murder was on television. Right. And Jackson's at the point now where he can Google anything. Right. So it's on YouTube. And then the Breonna Taylor story came up. 
and then George Floyd. So for me, it was like, okay, how do I compartmentalize? Because I'm angry. I'm, I'm like, I'm pissed. Right. I'm just angry. Right. So I want to, my first response is to project that anger onto my child mm-hmm. and be like, don't do this. Don't do that. You got to be worried about this. White people this, white people that, the police this, the police that. But then I said, you know what? Now is the time to educate. Because if I don't educate him properly, he's going to harbor the same anger that I harbored from mm-hmm. the time I was young. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents grew up, we grew up in, in Brooklyn and we grew up during the time of stop and frisk. And my mom was very adamant about teaching my brother and I at the time. And then my sister, she got older, what it was like to be black because she was the first class to, to end segregation in Brooklyn and go to James Madison High School. She was the first class in the early 70s. So she, that's very, like, like, she's very passionate about that. But even through that passion, there were certain things that my mom didn't explain to me because as you, you know, as you learn more and you learn better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So I grew up a little angry, you know, a a lot of angry. I'm not going to lie. I grew up up a lot of angry. (laughs) And um, I just, I chose in that moment to not put that anger on my son. Mm. So we started to talk about history. And, you know, Aiden was staying at the house yeah. at the time. Our nephew Aiden was And the him. sad part yeah. was there was no, dis- like, there's no distraction. Right. If sports was on, if there was something on TV that they could watch, right. I could be like, oh, we'll talk about it later. Right. Go watch this. Right. Or even after having that conversation, there was a way to rebound after right. that. It was just the thickness right. in the air, right. the thickness in the house, the atmosphere that was just you could cut it with a knife yeah yeah it's like how do you rebound from that it's like okay let's go back outside and play and it was like "Mm, i don't know if i really want to play right now no it felt like groundhog day because we watched cnn every single day and they weren't in school and then you know there wasn't much for them to do except go outside plus we had to be away from people Mm -hmm. so i was his refuge you was his refuge so any question he had or anything he saw he came running to us Mm -hmm. and i and i can understand how parents at times become overwhelmed right because i'm still trying to deal with the the trauma of watching that on tv you know i still got to deal with the fact that we don't know where our next paycheck was going to come because i remember in the beginning of march we had our lowest uh, number of income than that we have had in about two years mm-hmm. because all of the brand partnerships had stopped. We couldn't do the uh, the live podcast tour. Right. We could, oh, I yeah. Film. We had a lot of things going on. Our viral right. got canceled. Viral so- For those of you who were, you know, we had a whole season yeah. last, last season that we dedicated to us renewing our vows. And we were hoping to open season four with all that, you know, great news and footage and whatnot. And then... Everything just came to a halt. A whole so um, I was frustrated, and I had to figure out how I was going to remove that frustration to educate him. Mm-hmm. And I leaned on you a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, you know. Um, as as a black man, there's not many places that you feel like a king when you're in America, because mm-hmm. you're always considered the worst case. You know, you, you always consider when you step out your house, you consider worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. If I come across a police officer. I got to worry about this. You know, if I go into this store and people start following me, I have to worry about this happening. It's not until you come home that you feel that sense of relief. Yeah. You know, dealing with corporate America is the same thing. Like, I can't be too black because if I'm too black, then they're going to be like, oh, he's the angry black guy. But if I'm not black enough, all my black counterparts are going to be like, oh, he's a sellout. Right. So all of that stress is relieved when I come home and I have my queen, my wife, you know, and that, that brings me to ask you. How did you deal with the fact that you had to deal with all of your kids, your boys, trying to figure out where they stood in the world, and then your husband, right, who was just like I was. You knew you you could see it on I my face. I was over it. Yes. I hadn't I didn't post in like four or five days. Yes, I yes. didn't post anything funny. How did you deal with that? For me, it was unpacking several different layers of 
being Kadeen, being wife, being mom. Um, and I was struggling with finding out mm-hmm. where was I going to fall in this whole ecosystem of change, right? Because mm-hmm. we felt like also you and I collectively and both individually that we had, it was a responsibility that we had with the platforms that we've built right. to be able to speak on or address right. certain topics that were happening at right. the time. And for me, I felt like it would be tone deaf of me to just continue to produce content right. that was right. avoiding what was happening, you know? So I was struggling with that because emotionally I was a wreck. All I could think about was the time we were in, the uprising that was happening, Mm -hmm. and having to raise three black young men in this world of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. feeling deep down like there was a hopelessness, Mm -hmm. that their change wouldn't even come for their generation. We didn't know when this change was going to happen. And then just watching how angry you were and how hurt you were and you feeling like, man, and, and I know I thought, I thought to myself, you know, I was praying one night to God and I was like, what did you see in me to make it fit for me to have three boys that I was right. raising, you know, and, and the strength that I felt like, you know, you have as a mom, you have a certain level of strength. I'm like, God must've knew better with me because apparently I have some strength that I don't know about because right. the way I love <laughs> right. my children and I love my husband, at that point, I said, you know what? I may have to disconnect a bit from social media. I remember reaching out to our manager and saying, you know what? I may just need to breathe for a second yeah. because there yeah. was no way that I was going to be able to, you know, there's one thing to to be involved in, in social media and be socially active, but then to just repost memes and repost what you see. To me, I'm like, where am I actually going to evoke change? Mm-hmm. And to me, it was more important to find out where was the change going to lie for me? Um, how was I going to, you know, fall in that ecosystem? And then who did I want to affect directly? So I felt like with my hands tied with the coronavirus being, you know, bounded to our home, the only place that I could really evoke change that mattered to me was in my household. Right. And it was with you, it was with the boys, it was with my parents. Like we were literally taking that time to now, you know, love on each other. Yeah. The love that we may not feel on a day-to-day basis yeah. from, from, you know, the outside world. I felt like it was my duty as wife and mom and daughter in that circumstance to create a space for everyone in our household where there was a level of comfort and, you know, you can be emotionally vulnerable if you needed to be. Like, that was my role. I mean, comfort food. Let me tell y'all, the, the baker that I have Yeah, become, you, you was making food every night. Every baking day. cookies. I mean, I was cooking. I'm a whole ass pastry You made an apple now. turnover. I never forget. You made an apple turnover. How did you just decide you're going to make an apple turnover? I made an apple turnover. Now I'm turning over over my, <laughs> my, my joggers. Don't I mean, zoom you, in. You still look. Jacob, you, don't you, zoom you, you into the good. belly fat. All right, thanks. You look, you but, look good. You know, I'm trying to make sure I'm intact for y'all on camera. Well, you was intact for me. I, that part Plenty of nights, you was my apple turnover. A lot of stress relief happening <laughs> in the house. Apple turnover. You know? um, but <laughs> it really forced me to really evaluate what mattered most to me. And later on in the season, I'm going to talk about just purpose and how that shifted for me. And me mm-hmm. really wondering, why, like, why am I here? Who mm-hmm. am I here for? What am I here for? It really gave me a chance to just like decompress and then refocus on the things that really mattered. And I think when we pull away all the distractions that mm-hmm. we've had, you like you said, you know, sports wasn't on for you to just say, oh, I'll go talk about it later. Right. It's like, oh, you right. got to run here, there and everywhere. Being in the house together, it really just 
forced me to take a look at Kadeen, the mm -hmm. person, the career woman, the wife, the mother, the daughter, the sister, the friend, everything. Here's the thing. Now that we've unpacked how you felt, mm -hmm. how I felt, mm -hmm. how did we parent? Or how are we parenting during the pandemic? Yes. All right. So there's some funny stories in here <laughs> All right, that I got. Okay. Number one. Prior to the pandemic, uh -huh. Kadeen has been a germaphobe, all right? And y'all have seen me on Instagram make fun of her. We used to get on a plane, and she used to bring out a Lysol <laughs> wipe and wipe down every seat. Sips. She used to put the mask on. She used Bruh. to spray the aerosol can from in the plane. Early. From all early. Right? So, As my people would say, from morning, <laughs> I used to be on them planes disinfecting, okay? And it was funny because everything you have done, taking your shoes off before you come in the house, wiping things down, washing your hands. It was almost like normal. Yeah. So I remember Jackson saying yeah. to saying to me once again, it's like, why people so mad? They got to be clean. <laughs> so what were people dirty before? And I was just like, yes. <laughs> yes. yes, they yes. were. It was a whole hot mess. <laughs> so as far as the pandemic was concerned, right. well, that, that pandemic, mm -hmm. that was normal to us. Right. You know, it was a little bit different because the kids had to be in the house. And I think we're our family's a little bit different because you and I work from home a lot. Right. We did travel mm -hmm. a lot prior too, So there were months where we'd be gone, you know, a month here, a month there. We wouldn't see the kids for weeks at a time. So we got time to miss them. Mm -hmm. They got time to miss us. Right. But for the first time, all five of us and your mom and then your dad came to live with us. Mm-hmm. So I had the whole jealous, the whole uh, Joseph clan in the house, guys. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I had Mimi and Papa, and Papa yep. living in the house with us, and I have realized that when you miss, when you have time to miss people, you can put up with some of their little quirks. Right. Because we all got our little. We all got our little quirks. I call them isms. Yes. So people isms. have their isms that make them who they are. Yes. And people aren't always gonna be feeling you when you get into your little right. isms and whatnot. So. When we talk about parenting, we can talk about parenting our parents because we pretty much became parents to your parents and our kids. Talk about role reversal. So we reversal. have five kids in the house. <laughs> We're talking about role reversal. And all the stuff that you think is funny and cute that somebody does when you get a chance right. to meet, miss them, shit exactly. ain't funny no more. And it's like the boys would be bickering and then my parents, they start bickering just because they've been <laughs> married for 36 years and that's what married people do. Right. And I'm just like, yo... What is going on in here? At times, Deval and I just felt like we had to hide. Like, just just, just like hide. And we were just like, we you did. know what, guys? We're going to need to take like an hour or two. We and did. we run off and do our own thing for a little bit, you know, safely in the car and whatnot. In the car. But you know, but you know what I time. did learn? I learned how to give not only your parents grace, mm -hmm. but the kids grace. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, parents don't give their kids grace. Mm -hmm. It's do what I say. And do it right now, right now or it's a problem. Right. And we don't realize that the kids are going through the same emotional struggles that we're going through. Talk and I, about it. This is the first time ever in our life that I had to sit back and say, you know what? Jackson may say something that may be a little off the cuff mm -hmm. or like out of his character and I'm not going to snap. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> right. I, I had to realize, like, I realized that Jackson had been with us for now. It was like three, four months in a row. Didn't have any outlets. Couldn't no, see his friends. Outlets. We all need couldn't them. see his Even friends. Couldn't see his teacher. All of yeah, them. So yeah. he would say stuff sometimes. Like I remember he snapped on your mom one time. Your mother had, your mother was saying something to him and he was like, Enough. <laughs> what and I was I like, didn't hear that one. No, you didn't. You didn't. Drop real quick. 
See, because that's why, see, as a dad. Because we don't do disrespect in the house. We don't, but but that's what you you realize during the pandemic, that people have their triggers and kids are allowed to express themselves. Now, you don't allow for disrespect. Of course, I pull them aside and I was like, why, why, why are you talking to your Mimi like that? And I allowed him to explain mm-hmm. what he was feeling, what he was going through. And mm-hmm. then, and that's when I realized that he has the same frustrations. And the same way we snap on kids sometimes right. and afterwards got to apologize. Right. Kids, kids going to snap. Right. Especially if you have intelligent kids who you encourage them and empower them to use their voice. Sometimes they're going to say stuff. <laughs> yes. And during the pandemic, I learned to give my kids grace. Yeah. If that's one thing that we do is encourage our boys to, to speak yeah. up. Um, yeah. to speak up not only for themselves, but to help speak up for others. Absolutely. Which is why it was also important for us to discuss with them what was happening in the current climate because we want them to, yeah. to be advocates for people as well. Absolutely. You know, those who don't Absolutely. have the voice to be. Um, and, you know, with staying home orders, keeping parents home from work, kids home from school, the mm-hmm. role of parent really shifted from not just parent to teacher. You're like, I, I, I joke about being the lunch lady, um, DeVal's the physical education teacher. Yes. Um, we're an all day playmate sometimes, depending on the child. We were potty training kids in the process. So it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience. Um, but the pandemic, I think, also presented an opportunity for us to connect deeper with the children and Absolutely. really learn each child. You know, we have three children. You and I are the same exact person. I mean, depending on the day, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. And then I think about our kids, how they have their own little isms and their own individual things that make them tick and Absolutely. their own little personality. So I particularly enjoy the time that I had to just really learn more about who our children are, because we think mm-hmm. about it. They get up in the morning, Jackson goes to school, Kyra would have been going to school full days, and they're literally gone from like 8 a.m. to maybe 3 p.m. And then there's a short window of time where it's like homework, and then there's, you know, dinner, and then they're in bed again. So now we really had like an all day to learn them and to grow with them. And it was interesting when you were doing work with Jackson, yes. his math work, yes. um, explain how that really made you realize how his mind worked and how you realized there was a deficit that you had as a dad. Well, you know how typically you come with the stats, right? Facts. But you got stats today? I got stats today. Let me find out DeVal did research. Well, actually, Tribble did the research, <laughs> but I have them. So I'm going Tribble, to present Tribble's them back to in the people. With the re- All thank right? you. Exactly. Shout out to Tribble. Do All right? not let her facts and her time go I to won't. waste. Check this out. Okay. According to research, about 64 million Americans are living with children under 18. And since the coronavirus pandemic began in March, over 67% of public schools have been canceled uh, in in-class, in-person classes, which we all knew, right? right? Now, mm-hmm. check this out. Eight out of 10 millennial parents agree that their child is one of their best friends. Mm -hmm. When we were growing up, that was not the case. (laughs) Think about that. Best friends? I don't think no, that's not been the case. Never. And that's because of the way we parent. Right. You know, we we even hashtag millennial parenting is different. And this is another reason why. 74% of millennial parents involve their children in household decisions, which significantly higher than Gen X parents. You see, so there's a reason why. Also, dads are more likely than moms to use YouTube to connect with their children. Now, Whoa. <laughs> check, now, check, now check surprise, this out. Surprise, surprise. Now, and there's a reason why I gave y'all those stats, okay? Okay. As a parent now, mm-hmm. you resort back to how you were parented to make sure you're parenting the right way. Okay. Right? But studies show... The right way. Though. The right way, the right yeah. way, what mm-hmm. we taught. But studies show, and what we realize, is that we don't parent and we don't see our children the same way our parents saw us. Mm-hmm. 
So there were times during the pandemic where I, I tried to resort back to what my parents did because things were so different. You know how you go back to what's natural mm -hmm. and it wasn't working. And then I started to feel like I was failing as a parent. And that brings us to the homework. Right. Jackson, Jackson started doing third grade math and he and I are sitting down and we were going over um, Pythagorean theorem, which is extremely advanced Isn't for third like grade. Isn't that like sixth grade math? Yes. I'm like, wait, that's third grade math now? So we're Who going knows? over area. We're going over uh, perimeter, stuff right. of that nature. And I'm used to him just picking things up, mm -hmm. not realizing that he hasn't been in school to be taught this stuff. Mm -hmm. They're just sending home the, the, the work. Mm -hmm. So we go over the area and I'm like, what's area? And he's just like, length times width. I'm like, boom. So I'm like, what's perimeter? And he's just like, length plus width plus length plus width. I'm like, or it's two times length plus width. He's like, I got it, right? So then he do the problems. All of them are wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, boom. Like, like we went over this. Like, right. what is area? Length times width. What's perimeter? Two times length plus width. Okay. Do the problems. Get some wrong. So now I'm screaming and I'm using the same type of force that my mom and dad use with me in right. homework. And I'm just like, get it right. The fuse you be got short, short with homework, all right? Super, super short. And the thing is, I don't, Bruh. I don't hit Jackson. Right. You know, I used to get popped, right? Mm -hmm. So Jackson was push-ups. We're at about 275 push-ups at this point. Jackson can't <laughs> do no more push-ups, right? DeVal, you be doing <laughs> this like behind closed doors because I don't be witnessing this. Listen, I'm probably running around with Cavs half naked trying to potty train them. As so. a father, you're not gonna understand. I hate. And I don't. I'm not gonna understand, even though it. I'm a father. I so get it. I, hold, I can I admit, hold my corner. You right, know, and, I stay and in my lane. So. I can admit that I fucked up. Please fuck up. <laughs> I, I fucked up. Right? So after about 275 push-ups, Jackson's arms damn near about to fall off. Right. I'm like, yo, what's the problem? And he was just like, I'm nervous. I'm like, what are you nervous? He said, I'm nervous to get the wrong answer because I don't want to upset you. Well, it's too late, Jack. Right. But but then I'm I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, like, wow. I didn't even give him the latitude to try to figure out the problem. I just automatically got upset because he did it wrong. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that was a response that typically I got from my parents. Mm -hmm. But also, I was going to school at the time. So I should have been in school paying attention. He wasn't even in school. Right. So then I had to kind of check myself and realize that, you know what, I'm not just a dad in this moment. I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. And teachers can't give kids push-ups and spaz on them for not doing homework properly. So I was like, you know what? It's time to recalibrate. It's time to use YouTube. So I started to use videos and different things that he could... Uh, associate with the things that he felt were comfortable with. And we use YouTube videos to figure out math problems right. and make it fun. And I realized that I have to come down to his level sometimes as a parent in a right. pandemic and meet him where he's and at meet him and, and not yeah. expect him to be where I am. Because the way this you know? guy, this, this little boy now rolls out basketball stats, you Facts. know, doing math in his head now. And I'm Facts. just like, wow, he's actually starting to get that. Well, I also got him a tutor. Yes. Because I, I did yes. understand we that. We do also know what we can and can't what do. What I can't do. And also, shout out to all of the educators, the teachers out there, because Bruh. we as a community of people mm -hmm. took you for granted. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, she's just a teacher. He's just a teacher. No, let me explain something to you. Trying to teach 28 to 30 kids Pythagorean theorem in third grade is motherfucking hard. Facts. Because I had one kid to teach <laughs> and I <laughs> failed 
horribly. Right. So right. respect to all of the teachers for the jobs that you right. are doing. Knowing that so, so many children, they all learn differently. Yes. Different approaches. It's like, how is anything traditional when it comes to teaching methods? No, it's, it's I insane. Don't, I don't know how they do it. It's insane. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was an interesting story. Because also, too, I think you felt like... You weren't as involved prior to this with no. his homework and stuff. Me as well. We and both, I thought I was involved. You know, because we and Jackson's very responsible in that he's just like, I got it. Like I'm good. I got it. you know. Yeah. And we I think we took for granted with especially with us traveling and being busy with work and whatnot. We took for granted the fact that yo, he's still just nine years old. Like he still yo, needs to be you are checked on and looked after right. and all that good stuff. You know, but he's just such a nurturing, responsible kid that I think we sometimes take for granted that he well, may just need some help. I seen you had some troubles with the two little ones. You know, we kinda we kinda delegate responsibility. Right. You know, so Deval's like when they're over five, I, I got him. No, that's not <laughs> true. Five, I, 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 deal like, with, I deal with Cairo and Kaz <laughs> on a limited basis. All right. At least he admits it. He on admits it. Did we get that on camera that Deval is part time when it comes to Cairo and you Kaz? You said that I'm too harsh. You said I was too harsh on Jackson. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna wait till they get to the level where I can be harsh with them. So I engage with them in ways that I can engage with them, but right. you know, at this point, at three and two, they want mommy. So I'm like, that's true. Go to mommy, go to Mimi, do you know? Right. Do what you got to do. Right. Come to daddy when you want. to. I know. mean, we did have some like little moments and like little milestones that happened during the pandemic with the with the kids. Like Cairo, all of a sudden, we realized it's like this beast athlete yeah. at three years old, almost yeah. four. Yeah. You know, wanting to work out, and I love that they were able to bond our boys. Like Jackson being five years older than Cairo, I was always kind yeah, of they concerned got a lot about closer. them not being, um, you know, really tight because yeah. of the age difference. But literally, the, the two of them particularly have been like this. Yeah, they got I close. mean, Cairo wanting to mimic every single thing that Jackson does. Jackson sometimes being like, oh my God, here he goes again. But I'm like, yo, that's the responsibility of the being oldest. oldest like, yeah. I was the oldest, I'm the oldest. We've had yeah. the younger siblings that are tagging along all the time. So, um, you know, Kaz is potty trained now, y'all. Yes. For the most part, he got Kaz down number potty one. Trained. Number two is touch and go. <laughs> number two is touch and go. But hey, Praise be to God that there is some progress. Yes. Um, any other moments that you can pick out during quarantine that you really felt like, oh, this is like a heartwarming time for me with these boys? No, I mean, in, in totality, it was just like realizing that as much as you think you're involved when there's so much distractions going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And one thing I will say about 2020, everybody was saying 2020 is my year. It's the year of clear vision. It cleared up a lot of stuff for me as far as being a father because for the first time in my life, I had nothing else to do but be a father. Right. And you realize if, if you're the type of person, and I, and I got this from being an athlete, is that um, the eye in the sky don't lie. You know, you mm -hmm. always have to reflect on what you've done mm -hmm. and, and own up to what's wrong and what's right. Mm -hmm. When you have no other distractions because there's no work, you can't go outside and all you have to focus on is your children, it will show you as a parent how much you're not doing. And how yeah. much you could be impeding the progress of your children by your actions. Yeah. And I think or that's lack what, thereof. Per, or lack or thereof. Or lack that, thereof. That is what the pandemic has showed me. Mm -hmm. And um, it also showed me how intuitive our children are. Yeah. Because there were times where, you know, Jackson walks over and mm -hmm. he'll just be like, Mom, you good? Oh, Daddy, my you good? Yeah. Yeah. You know, brings me to tears every single time because I was like, you really be caring about me. Like yeah. there's there's this little person that actually cares about me. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. I mean, I've come across <laughs> thanks to Dribble, uh, 10 <laughs> facts to strengthen a parent child relationship. 
All okay, right. Let me see. So let's see. Let's see how good we are here. Let's see if we can give ourselves like checks or whatever. So number one, aim for twelve hugs or physical connections every day. Uh, physical therapist Virginia. How they Satir, come up with that number? Well, according to Virginia, she famously said we need four hugs a day for survival. We need eight hugs a day for maintenance, and we need twelve hugs a day for growth. I see our audience in the back there shaking their head. Is that true? <laughs> That's mad hugs. That's about 36 physical <laughs> interactions for us per day. Well, we're doing if, the math. What if your children, because we talked about teaching our children how to say no. Kaz, for example, I found out, is not a guy who enjoys physical touch. Right. You know, Kaz, yeah. come give me a hug. No. No. <laughs> and I want him to be okay Right. Saying no. Right. Because we want to teach them about personal boundaries and that you have Facts. autonomy over your yeah. boundaries, over yourself. You, you know, long gone is the whole give auntie a hug, give uncle a hug, sit on this one's lap. Because that creates generational trauma where they feel like adults have access to them physically. So. Right. If my yeah, kids don't want 12 don't do. hugs, if right. my kids don't want 12 hugs, they're not getting 12 But I mean, you have different hugs. ways of interacting. Like, you you know, like, give me two, so they'll give you, like, the punch-punch. Like, that's a way of engaging, I think, physically with them where they're just like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, if I'll they can that... equate punching me in the stomach to hugs, then we cool. Because right. my mom, my kids don't like... mind punching me in the stomach. That's that's our thing. That's what <laughs> we do. Jumping all over you. Jumping on my back. That, yeah. You know? You so know? that's good. I mean, I would say that that's pretty pretty fair. I fall around with the kids. I'll grab them and kiss them. I don't care. You came out of my whole body. You were in my whole entire body for a good nine to ten months right okay so don't act like you don't know where you came from bro right all right play laughter and rough housing keeps you connected with your child by stimulating endorphins and oxytocin in of both of you making laughter a daily habit also gives the child a chance to laugh out the anxieties and upsets that otherwise make them feel disconnected and more likely to act out so you already know that i do that yeah, since we have like boys I, it's a thing and this is the thing that I created during the pandemic where I call them over like I'm a stern dad voice. Jackson, Cairo, Kaz, come in. And they walk over and I say, did I tell you I love you today? And they always smile and they go, no. <laughs> and then I give them a hug. I kiss them on the forehead. I pick them up. And then I punch him in the stomach and I tell him, get away from me. <laughs> that is a thing. That's a thing that, that's a thing that I developed. And I usually developed. stand back in the cut and be like... But that's something Cheesing that we develop. Yeah, it's super cute. Because sometimes during a pandemic, you forget to tell your kids. You see them all the time. Yeah. And the days roll into each other. You forget to tell them that oh, you love them. Oh, talk about the monotony, okay? Right. And like, before you know it, it, it's two, three, four days. You're like, I hadn't say anything I but mean, negative things I to my kids. The best part is that I have adopted that philosophy as well. So there are many moments when I walk over to Deval and I'm like, did you tell me that you love me today? You do that? And then you be like, no. <laughs> I always say no. <laughs> right. Exactly. Did I grab your booty today? You did you? Can you go to number three, number please? Number three. This is probably my favorite one, even though it sometimes seems virtually impossible because we're trying to juggle work and whatnot. Turn off technology when you interact with your child. Cairo point blank told me one day, mommy, get off your phone. Yes. I'm yes. talking to you. Yes. With the most stern, stern three-year-old. Yes. Well, you know Cairo's voice is a little deep, deep. for a four-year-old. And he was just like, mommy, I'm talking to you. Turn off Turn your, off phone. your phone. You're not looking at me. And I'm like, oh. I'm not looking at you for real. And I was like, okay. And I put my phone down and oh, I came down to his level. God. And I was like, yes, Cairo. Cause he was telling me a story or something of the sort. And I was just totally not engaged. It's almost impossible. Sometimes I've been I there feel before. like, what do you mean? Well, we've had this conversation. Oh, with Cairo, you, you mean? Yeah. No, 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 we've had this conversation with you. Like we'll be talking and this is Kadeen's favorite thing to do. Uh-huh. 
I'm listening to you I'm, I'm because listening. I feel like I can multitask. What? So I'm like, I'm listening with one ear and I'm, you know, replying to something in the other. It's just that, yeah. You know how nobody wants to be multitasked. I agree. I, I don't want to be I'm, multitasked. I'm, the Lord is working so on me. I know the kids don't want to be multitasked. Facts. Connect before transitions. So I guess creating this new normal for kids because we're all transitioning and pivoting into what is now the new normal for us, which right. I hate to say new normal. I feel like it's the new temporary I do want to explain this next one because I think okay. this one is important. Got you. It says make time for one-on-one time. Do whatever you need to do to schedule 15 minutes with each child separately every day. Vital. You and I Vital. made a point of saying that, okay, today is mommy and Rowie day. Yes. Just y'all two. Yes. Today is mommy and Kaz day. Today's daddy and Deval, uh, daddy and ja- uh, Jackson's day. Mm-hmm. We made a point to do that so each child feels like they have a bond with each parent individually and yes. they're just not the sum of a whole for sure which is important no it's great i like to be able to kind of rotate that too yeah. because it's not just like deval with one child all the time or me with the other all the time or my mom or dad with one but mm-hmm. it was nice to rotate that and we have our own little like things i feel like i'm developing like little things with jackson that are like our inside jokes yeah like, his sense of humor is so bomb it I remember is. He it's and funny I, he and I, there was something that my mom did. And my brother and my sister and I joke on my mom and dad all the time. Like, it just comes with the territory. So there's something that my mom did. And I started cracking up to myself. And I look over at Jackson. And he is on the floor y'all, laughing. We y'all were two laughing are idiots. at the same thing. Y'all two are idiots. And I was like, oh, my God. This is the moment when Jackson got the joke. <laughs> and then your mother goes, now you have my grandkids making fun of me. <laughs> yes, and like, y'all two laughing, crying. Like, literally in tears. Like, me and what Jackson. is and wrong I was just, with y'all? It was something so simple and stupid she did. She probably pronounce something wrong she probably said like oh get his birth surfer ticket like a true jamaican <laughs> i'm like you mean birth certificate mom no the surfer ticket and y'all right. wouldn't stop laughing could not stop laughing um and i'll just list off the the other 10 so i mean the other five so that way we don't take up too much time going through but um welcome emotion listen and empathize slow down and savor the moment i've been doing that lately sucking it all up Mm. Um, bedtime snuggles and chat. I could have got you right there, but and I'm gonna let yeah, that I, rock that's because why we broke, that's why I kept <laughs> because, moving. All right, that's all right. why I kept moving. <laughs> to Val. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you, yes, you set exactly. it up. I, I could have dunked it, but I I'm know you let could have. I would have. I right? totally would have handed it to you too with the whole assist. <laughs> um, bedtime snuggles and chat, and then show up. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. Um, and get into some ads, so that way we could move on to my favorite portion of the show. Listener letters. She still knows it, y'all. She still knows it. Yep. Ain't much have changed. That's one constant from 2019 to 2020 for me. I still want to be known what's going on in y'all life. And y'all <laughs> be telling me. I mean, y'all be emailing us and whatnot. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. 
You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today— Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we're back for Listener Letters, Kadeen's favorite part of the show. Yes, sir. And I'm going to jump right into it. You're going to jump in? All right, yes. go ahead and read for me. My husband and I both drive a lot for our jobs and listen in the car. Deadass sparks great uh, discussions over dinner when we're home. We've been married almost two years, and we're entering the when should we have kids conversation. We both want kids, but we are so happy as a couple right now. It's scary to know our lives will change so much. How did you know when the time was right? Yay. Thank you for uh, for listening, Thank first you for listening. off. Yes. And to know that we're sparking conversations, yes. healthy conversations. That's the whole That's point. That's what this was about. This is yes. not just therapy for us, but what we're hoping is that it will continue to, you know, encourage people to engage in conversations with their significant other, yes. friends, family, all that good stuff. So happy to hear that. Thank you so much, sis. Um, what I'm also gathering from this statement here or this paragraph is that you both want kids, but you're happy right now. And you know that things will change so much. I think that's one yes. thing we've made clear that children, yes, children 
definitely change, change a lot of things. I think having to decipher when is the right time is almost impossible in a sense. There's like no there's right certain time. practical things that you need to have in place. For example, do you have a roof over your head? Are you making money? You know, there's certain things that you know you need to have when you are preparing right. to uh, to start a family. But if you're debating on that actual right time. It feels like you're never really ready to like dive in. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like that double dutch rope when you're like, you know, you know, and I'll stand out there forever like, oh, here's the rope. Here's the rope. Do I jump in? Uh, and can you, you still in, jump? Like, can you still jump double dutch? I wonder if I can. I haven't done that in years. I would love to see you jump double dutch. I would dutch. love to take it back. With your earrings on, this hair. With my with my hair. You're holding oh, your, your chest right here facts. and your hand going. And then you go in and then you pop up. Pop up. Hey. I'd be watching. That took me back. I knew you would be. Let me, you know what? You were such a creep. But anyway, (laughs) um, that being said, yeah, it's kind of like this, like trying to get in the rope. But once you get in, in. as long as nobody's double handed, you will be able to start (laughs) jumping and catch your rhythm. And then you go. You know what I mean? Like that's my analogy when it comes to parenting. You know, there's never really the right time. But it's like you step up to the plate. You're ready to jump in because, you know, you have the, the you're equipped to do it. Right. You know what I mean? You're wearing the right sneakers, your laces are tied tight, and then you can just jump right in. So I say, you know what? You guys are happy as a couple. That's yeah. an amazing thing. And I think you can work on being happy as individuals as well. Mm. So then when you become parents, you can be great parents individually as well. I like you know, that. And share that happiness that you have for each other with your children. Because there's nothing better for me than having a child with my husband, knowing how much I love him, how much I knew that he was going to be an amazing father. Like those were all things that encouraged me to be like, you know what? I'm about to right. get it popping on this honeymoon. And uh, we were fortunate and blessed enough to get pregnant on the first try. Right away. So, yeah. I just, I just think that um, when you're happy with your significant other, take the time to get to know them. Take the mm-hmm. time to do some of the things on your bucket list together first. Because once you do have children, things definitely change. So um, the fact that you're planning, knock some things off your bucket list, enjoy each other. Make the decision and then move forward because there is no wrong decision in life. There's no wrong decision. Like life is is your it's your canvas. You make of it what you want to make of it. So there's no right time. There's no wrong time. You just make the best out of the time you have. And children are always a blessing. So enjoy each other and then uh, make that decision. And I promise you, once you do have a child, you will almost not even recognize or be able to remember what life was like without them. You know what I mean? No, I can remember what life was like without them. I can. I remember. I remember. That's true. Yes, I do. That's true. That's a lie. That sounds like, see, this, and this is, this is important. This is important because (laughs) men and women have different mentalities when it comes to having kids. It is different. And this is the truth. Okay. okay? Once the kids come, mom's sole purpose is the kids. So dude, understand this. Once these kids come, you don't matter no more. All right. Not, 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 There's not, levels to the man. Hold like, on. Don't matter hold on. Let me, finish my, let me finish my thought. Right, I finish my thought. I finish my thought. All right, go ahead. Finish your thought. As a man, when you ask a woman to marry you and to bear your children, you have to understand that you made that choice. I was talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You made that choice that this woman is going to have your children. She is going to put those children first, and you are always going to be second to the children. That's what you decided. Right. So at that point, you can't then be like, I'm tired of being behind the kids. So understand that once you make that choice, that's what it's going to be. Right. And don't don't have children until you're ready to accept that. I was not prepared for that and wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got older and I married that right. I realized what it was. And I had to own up the fact that, you know what, 
I asked Kay to marry me, and I wanted to have. I wanted her to have children. If she's not putting the children first, and I'm not putting the children first, because I put Kay first. Mm-hmm. As a man, my sole responsibility is my wife, and I just feel like her responsibility is the kids. For me, it's her. Her is the kids. If she's focused on me, and I'm focused on her, who's focused on the kids? That is a fact. So that's just the reality of it. Like that is true. That is true. And, true. and women, you know, being the vessel of life, yes. we have a different, a completely different connection and bond with each child. Absolutely. Having gone through pregnancy, even women who are going through unconventional ways of getting pregnant, mm-hmm. still there's that maternal instinct that kicks in whether you have a child via surrogate. There's a maternal instinct that kicks in once you know that you were mothering a child. Mm-hmm. So naturally, a lot of focus goes to that baby, but then you have to also realize that you did not yeah. leave this baby alone. This baby was made through love, which I would hope, and that you also have to, you know, give daddy some time too. You know, make oh, some time I appreciate for that. that. Make some time oh. for that. I'm still working on it, you know. Yeah, it's a work in progress you from know, both. From both. Like it. the same way she but, had to learn to give daddy some time, I had to learn to respect the fact that the kids are going to have to be first. Facts. So also understand to give each other grace as you're going through this process of life and changing mm-hmm. because you're not going to have all the answers to understand it. Mm-hmm. So if your wife is upset about something, understand that she, she has validity in being upset. If you're upset, give yourself grace Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I feel like this. Why do I, you know, why do I feel like this? But understand that you're entitled to feel that way, but work your way through it. Very good point. All right, girl. Mm -hmm. Hope that helped. All right. And we have one more listener letter for this episode today. Hey, Deval and Kadeen, I need some advice. My boyfriend and I have been in a relationship for a little over a year. We're both 28 years old. I've struggled for some time on whether or not this relationship is for me. I know, I know. If you have to ask, it probably isn't. But it's not that simple. (laughs) (laughs) At least you know, sis. You put that in there. Um, I don't have any kids, but he has three kids, seven, seven, and five. I'm assuming twins. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I feel like it's holds me I don't me know. Back. He ain't say twins, seven-year-old seven. twins, oh. and five. He says seven, seven, and five. I was trying five. to give bro the benefit of the doubt, but it could be two, I'm reading between the lines here. She says she's not sure if this relationship is going to work. Some things is there. But you're jumping she's, through the story. You're jumping through the story here. Sometimes I feel like it holds on. me back from what I want to do in life. I'm young. I'm a registered nurse. Okay, sis. Currently working on my MSN to be a nurse practitioner. Okay, sis. I feel like I'm successful for my age. I want to travel and take trips and live my best life. It's hard for him to keep up with me because of the kids. I understand that he's a father and that's his priority, but I worked hard to get where I am. I don't want to waste my years away. What makes it harder is his kids love me. If I leave, I feel like I'm hurting them too. They'll get over it. <laughs> you ain't their mama. Yo, They'll get that's over it. messed up. I'm... Sis, Yo. Sis, you set all this up to say you got all this going for yourself. You this, you that. You you are all that. You want to live your best life. Do you really want to be a mother to three kids that are not yours? That could be twins or not twins. I don't even babies know from two different- who you are right now. Listen, these kids nowadays are resilient. I don't know. They are built differently. They are a different breed. They will be all right. And you are not their mother. So. I am appalled by, by that answer. Buy them a parting gift. Buy them a parting gift. Amazon got mad deals, sis. I can send you links. You can even borrow my Prime account. Y'all. Send them some parting gifts and be on your merry way. Is there vodka in this? Period. 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 All right. With a can, is it my go? Is it my go? That's my, that's my two cents. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Um, no. Lady. Listen. All right. 
Once you decide you're going to deal with a man with kids, you made a responsibility to get in those kids' lives. You can't in then point just be like, you know what, peace, I'm out. If you didn't want to deal with the kids from the very beginning, you should have been like, nah, you got kids. I ain't with it. To play, to play double dutch, like you said earlier, <laughs> to play double dutch with these kids' emotions... It's straight messed up. That's I mean, jacked it's been up. Over a year, though. That's not really what if somebody did time. that to Jackson, Cairo, and Kaz? What if you and me no. go, hold up, tell her, I let you have your imaginary circumstances. I let you have your time. You and your imaginary time. Can I have my time, please? Stop with your hypothetical. Can I have my time? Stop with your I can't even get my time. Stop with your hypothetical stepmothers. I can't get there my will time. Be none of those. Are, are you done? Sorry, go ahead. Hypothetically, right? Right. You die. Right, I'm just saying. Let me get through my hypothetical because hypothetically, because hypothetically, we can't get a divorce because then you might let me get my story done. Hypothetically, you die, right? Mm -hmm. But you still up there in the esoteric sky and you can see what's going on, right? I start dealing with a chick, right? Mm -hmm. She starts to be motherly to our children, right? And then out of nowhere, because she want to go to Bali. She just decides she want to be up and going. You're going to haunt that lady. You're going to go to her house in her sleep, and then you're going to be like... What you mean? I'm going to go fly to Bali gonna, yes. and be like, ooh. Yes, ooh, that's what you're going to do. Ooh. Dress just like this. Yes. Except you're, you're I'm going to have a whole glam squad. Exactly. And, the, you, and not, you're going to drive her crazy. Though. I want y'all to live, but I'll find somebody up in, in So heaven. would you want some... Exactly. So you would haunt her because she did that to our kids, but you telling this lady to do that Actually, to some no, other people's kids? Actually, I would haunt your ass for introducing her to my children for a little over you a died. year. You died. You died. Still, but you, you died. You got my mom. You got my sister. You got your mom. You got people you could send the kids to when you want to go frolic with her in Bali sands. Don't be doing that with my kids and then putting them through no emotional. Now I'm in trouble for a hypothetical. Y'all see what I'm saying? You know what? That's the end of listening <laughs> letters for today because I'm not even trying. You're looking good, and Sis, I'm trying to get some of that. Live your best life. You are RN. You are young. You are doing your thing. Sis, you are be popping. responsible. Be responsible with them kids. If anything, this it is may a perfect example. A Me and her don't be agreeing on everything. I don't agree on that. So I don't All right, agree well, we can that. agree to disagree. You foul. You foul. I gave you my perspective. Deval gave you his perspective. Take a little bit, leave a lot. Whatever you're going to do, girl, but I'm proud you of you. To Go do your thing. That's messed right up. Now. 2020, you live in Well, after this, I don't know if y'all going to want to write in for listener letters. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That is. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Here's my moment of truth. It's very simple. It's very short. While you're going through the pandemic with your children, give them grace. Give yourself grace. This is uncharted territory. Allow them to grow as people. You grow as a person and have as much fun as possible because this will be over soon. We just got to get through it together. God willing. Absolutely. And my moment of truth is that the days may be long, but the years are short. And when you really think about it. You came with the profoundness on that. I heard that somewhere though. Don't don't you can Google that. I'm not trying to plagiarize or whatnot. However, (laughs) I'm just saying that I heard that somewhere before. I was about to give you credit for that. You was about to give me credit for that shit, but I heard it before. Taking that all back. back. Take it back. But it's it still be it be hitting though. It be hitting. The days are long. And talk about being in quarantine. It's like 24 hours, like you said, perfectly. Groundhog day up in this bitch, like all the time. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's the same, Mm -hmm. the same, the same. But when you really think about the grand scheme of things. The years fly by with these kids. So just try to make the best of the situation. Try to like savor those moments. It goes so incredibly fast. When Jackson turned nine, he looked at me and said, mommy, 
I just turned nine. You know, that's like half of my life with you guys. In yeah. another half, I'm going to be 18 and I'm going to be an adult. Oh, my God. Oh, yep. my God. Like, I literally. He's going to be gone, too. Out no, he's not. Yes, he will. Babies, y'all can always come back home, just so y'all know. No, you can't. Let me look right in the camera and say this. No, you cannot. Now you There's going to come a point in your life where it's going to go back to before we had kids. Yo, Deval, how you how you going to be sitting here in the Bel Air mansion? Shout out to Airbnb one more time. How are you going to be sitting in here and talk about our kids never coming back home? Like, they kids came back. Hillary and, was almost all the way engaged. And did you home. see how Uncle Phil looked every time he walked in his kitchen and them kids was in there? You, <laughs> did you see it? He was pissed. He was like, I thought I gave y'all a pool house. I got you an apartment. and you still here? There's going to come, come a point where I'm going to just want my wife. When they grown. That's true. I'm going to want my wife. Touche. Looking just like this. Touche. All right. Well, got to do what it do. So, but moment, yeah, that, I appreciate your moment it. of truth, Thank but y'all can't come back home after college. Fine. All right. Fine. Yes. To be continued. We'll, we'll discuss that <laughs> in another nine years. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. Like we said now, we kicked off season four with an Instagram page because y'all have been asking for it. So, Dead Ass the Podcast. Yes. And you can find me, Kadeen I Am, as usual, on Instagram and all over. And that's I am Deval. And once again, shout out to iHeart. We're now part of the iHeart family. So Absolutely. much love to iHeart. You can find us here. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Exactly. And let's kick off this new season with you telling a friend, tell somebody, engage in some conversations, if you will. Catch up on the past episodes, listen to future ones. Be sure to listen wherever you listen. Dead ass. Dead ass, baby. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.